Are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hi guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out Division 1 athlete, turned stay at home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe, Girls Gone Healthy. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Healthy. This week we're talking all about yoga. And I personally love yoga. I didn't even start it though until probably about a year ago. It's something that I never incorporated into my routine with sports. I you know, waited until I had that desk job and started feeling really cramped and like I needed a way to really stretch out my body. And I think a lot of people do wait to start later on in life with it. You know, they don't see the benefits of it. They don't think of it as a traditional workout because maybe you're not sweating as much. Your heart rate isn't getting up as much. And also, it's not really a team sport. You know, a lot of people do like that community aspect. So they wait a while to start yoga, but I really wanted to talk about it today because it's a great form of exercise and recovery and self-care. It's all of this included in one. So we really just break it down and talk about how to start yoga at any level. You don't have to be flexible. You don't have to be good at meditation, whatever poses you've seen before. You don't have to be able to do any of them. You can start where you're at today. We also talk about how you can start fitting it into your current routine and then also how it's a mental and physical workout. So it's a little bit of both. It's different than any other type of exercise I've done. So I love that we're able to break it down and deep dive into it today. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi guys, today we're joined by Karis Timmel. She was a former professional basketball player and physical education teacher, and now she's a yoga instructor. She leads her classes with the goal of every time you leave the mat, feeling a little more at ease, and you're able to experience more space and joy. I'm excited to learn more about the importance of yoga and how she's fit it into her life. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Emily. Yeah, so I was wondering if you could walk us through a little bit more of your journey and how you ended up finding yoga as a part of your life. Yeah, sure. So I actually started practicing yoga about over 10 years ago now, and it was a way for me to get my workouts in. It was fitness for me, and it was a really great way to get my workouts in, in addition to running and lifting and all that good stuff. So it was almost like recovery. But as I started to progress in my yoga practice, it's actually changed quite a bit now. So rather than it being more of a recovery or a workout for me, it's more of, I'd say, self-care. And I found a lot of stress relief from it. Yeah. So you used to be a professional basketball player. Did you ever incorporate yoga when you were training for basketball or is this something that you found after you retired? No, I found it after. And I always think back on that. If I had been practicing yoga while I was playing, it would have been such a great asset. It's so awesome to um, have the balance of that more physical activity in nature, playing basketball and the yoga. So I can only imagine how much different I would have been as an athlete. Yeah. Do you think it would have helped you physically or just the mental aspect of it? Oh, both. Both, yeah. Physically and mentally. 
because it, it's actually such a mental game too, being on the court and playing. And sometimes we forget about that. Yeah, I think that's overlooked a lot because I was an athlete too. I was a coxswain for the rowing team. And I feel like you can say that about every sport, how there's such a big mental aspect to it too. And that's something that we never really train. You never think about it. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Yeah, so now you've gone into finding yoga. How has your outlook on fitness and health in general changed since incorporating yoga? I would say that it's so important to include it. If you asked me about 10 years ago if I wanted to practice yoga or include it, I would probably tell you, no, I don't need it. But I think it's needed and everyone can benefit from it in some way or another. It's such a great practice and a great science and discipline that there's so many different pieces that you can take a little bit up from it and incorporate for what you need it for. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you had mentioned that it started out as a workout for you, but now it's turned into something more than that. Did you change anything that you're doing in your yoga practice or what changed that aspect? I think maybe it had a little bit to do with me getting a little bit older you know, we change, we grow as we get older. And some things that we used to do change a little bit. So it's more of, I guess, after having kids too, it's become that outlet to release stress. And, you know, I go for runs every now and then. And I don't know if you can um, relate to this um, with your workouts. But it's also like a stress relief in any other workout. And I use yoga as that as well. And it's become such a huge part of it. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that. I just started incorporating yoga into my routine probably a year ago now. And it is a really different form of exercise because when I use exercise as a form of stress relief, usually, you know, if I go for a run, if I do a harder workout, it's more using that as an escape because I'm thinking so much about what my body's doing, about the form, things like that. Whereas with yoga, it kind of gives you the space to think about what your body's doing and be more in the present moment. Yeah, that's so true. Definitely. And it's all about being present. Yeah. So I know that a lot of people don't get into yoga at a younger age because, you know, they are more into sports, into the team sports. And so when you mention to someone adding yoga into their routine, it's like, okay, but why should I add that? That's just another thing for me to add on top of everything else. When would you suggest to someone that they would benefit from yoga? Right away, like yesterday. <laughs> um, but I, I get that. And it took me a while to get into it because like you said, I was more into the physical, um, playing basketball, working out, running and all that. So it's everyone has their own journey and it will take time for everyone. So I would start off with a few minutes here and there. At the end of your run or your workout, incorporate a few yoga poses and see how that feels. And if you're into meditation, maybe you do three to five minutes of meditation and see how that feels. And then each day as you continue, maybe you start to enjoy it more and you like how it feels after and you might start to add more of it into your practice. Yeah, I really like that because it's like, okay, if you start by just doing it after the workouts that you're already doing, like five minutes after a run, then your body kind of likes the feeling of it. You know, you do feel a lot more relaxed after it. You feel less tense. And so I think that if you start seeing the benefits from doing five minutes of it, okay, then maybe you want to build up from there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a huge thing, what you just said. Once you start to see the benefits of it, then you start to do it more because you realize that it's great for you. 
and you like that feeling, right? Yeah. And so how do you usually suggest people use this to complement their fitness routine? Is this something that they can do on top of full-time training with, say, running? Um, Can you do this three times a week? Like, how do you recommend someone includes this? Yeah, I guess I would say the best way to do it would incorporate it before or after your workout that you're already doing. So that way you're already doing something. So you know to add it in. And if that's not possible, then maybe you set a time in your schedule and you devote that time to yoga or meditation, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 minutes. And if you write it down and schedule it, you're more likely to do it. Yeah, that's a really good tip. I think I can use that too, Where because right now when everyone's at home, I find it harder for me to practice yoga just because I loved being in the studio setting. Whereas if I'm doing it on my own, it's like, okay, I don't have an instructor or I don't have as calm of a space, you know, I have all my dogs running around. So I like that idea of incorporating it either before or after your workouts because then you're already in the mindset of self-care. You're already in the mindset of wanting to treat your body right. So that's a great idea. Yeah, exactly. And then you're probably more likely to do it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you talk to us about your journey from you just found yoga to now your full-time yoga instructor? What made you want to devote more of your life and time to this? Well, let's see. So I started practicing and it became a part of my routine. And then um, I was going through a pretty rough time. I lost my sister. She passed away and Then my husband and I, we moved. So I left my really awesome job as a PE teacher. So I had all these changes going on in my life and I kind of wanted to just get away. So I decided to go to Bali for a month. And originally my plan was to go and get a yoga training just to have something else under my belt. If I was gonna get away, I wanted to do something. Um, wasn't sure what, but just something. And I didn't know if I was going to teach after. But after doing the training, it changed me in so many ways and just opened up all these avenues and all these ideas and things I wanted to do. And I just realized, you know, I want to teach yoga. I want everybody else to be able to feel what I feel and gain so much from it, so much growth, feel happier and have a passion and you know, go for what you want in life. Yeah, that's great. I definitely relate to you too, where you went away and you like wanted to do something. I feel like I always need to be productive. And I think that yoga is a great compliment for people like us where it's like, okay, no, you are doing something like you have this hour that you're practicing yoga, but you're really, you know, turning off your mind, focusing on the present. So um, I can definitely tell that, you know, we have that same personality type where it's, very beneficial in our life. Yeah, it turned out to be a lot more than what I'd expected. I wasn't, you know, I decided I'm going to teach now after this. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then I know that with your yoga instruction a lot, you also incorporate meditation. And so for the people that are listening that have never really tried yoga and have never really tried meditation, can you kind of go into how those two complement each other? Or if you have to do one or the other, just kind of how that works? That's a really good question. Well, I guess they both complement each other. So if you're practicing yoga the whole point of yoga is to really calm the body and calm the mind. 
And we go through all these poses during our yoga practice for the end for our Shavasana and our meditation. So that's what we're really working towards. And I think a lot of times we kind of forget about that part of it when you're in a traditional setting or how yoga classes are now because it's focused so much on, so much on the physical and the asana, the asana meaning the postures. But really, we're all working up towards the meditation. So if you go to a yoga class that is maybe not a vinyasa, more of a hatha yoga or a traditional yoga class, you'll notice a lot more meditation in it because that's what the ultimate goal is. Could you walk us through maybe your typical class, what it looks like? Yeah, sure. So usually we start in either a meditation seat and we'll go through some breath work and we'll establish a nice calm breath, which we'll use throughout the entire class, which helps us remember that while we're in our poses, we're breathing because it will help with balance and staying present. And then we'll go through a flow. So a flow, meaning a vinyasa, we'll go through various poses. So if you're a beginner at yoga, you've probably heard of the warriors, warrior one, warrior two, we'll go through a few of those. And then we'll go into our seated poses. We'll work on some forward folds, some back bends, some twists, and we always end a class in Shavasana. Now, Shavasana, you're laying down on your back, and usually, typically, it's about five minutes. So you're laying there for five minutes, and for someone who's just starting yoga, this five minutes might feel like an eternity, (laughs) but once you continue to practice, the five minutes ends up feeling like a minute, and you just want more of it. And that those last five minutes, you're taking in all the work you've done in the yoga, in the yoga standing postures and the moving, and you're really giving your body a chance to take it all in, maybe heal mind and body, and just feel all that goodness. And then we end with a seated meditation. That just sounds so relaxing even to hear about it. I'm not even doing it, but I was like, oh, I can picture myself laying there in a hot room. I was wondering if there's any myths about yoga that you see online or that you hear from your clients coming in that are just completely wrong. Well, I guess the biggest one I hear a lot is I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible enough. And that is such a myth because the whole point of yoga is to create and gain more flexibility. So whether you can touch your toes or not, it doesn't matter. You come to the class and you work towards that. I actually have been working with a client who um, couldn't touch her toes at first, but that didn't stop her from wanting to practice yoga. And now she's touching her toes. That's funny because when I first started, I also couldn't even touch my toes. And I just kind of accepted. I was like, I'm just going to be bad at yoga. I don't need to hit any of the poses. But then I went and I was gaining so much from it that I didn't even care if I didn't look like everyone else or I wasn't able to do as much and then finally after going like almost every day for nine months I was like telling all my friends I was like I can touch my toes now and they're like oh you couldn't do that before (laughs) but it was like such a big accomplishment for me that's awesome yeah see that's great that you stuck with it yeah so it's just kind of like letting people know that you know, the yoga that you see online, it's it's a lot of these crazy poses are the ones that you see on Instagram and the ones that all the like expert yogis post and you see those and you're like, I can't do that. Maybe yoga is not for me, but that's not really what it's about. I, I think that's why people think that, you know, and why people think I can't do it because I'm not flexible enough because they see all of that on Instagram. But the truth is there's also 
this whole other area of yoga that is for everyone. Where if you can't touch your toes, if you can't do a perfect warrior, it doesn't matter because you learn in the class. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point to mention too. It's like that's what you're there to learn. Each class you get more flexible. And I'm sure even people like you who have been doing it for 10 years, you still have things that you're working on and building towards. Oh my goodness, for sure. And I was even looking at some pictures um, when I was in Bali doing the yoga training and in one of the poses, I could I could barely touch my toes. And it was a bind, so kind of in a twist. And I'm looking at myself in this picture thinking, wow, that's how far I've come because now it's just effortless for me to get in that pose. But it took time, and it just didn't happen overnight. That's awesome that you're able to see that transformation too because yoga, it, it's definitely not – as quick gains as you would think from other sports. You know, you're not timing yourself. You don't have a bunch of milestones and things like that that you can measure. But there's huge improvements that you can make both mentally and physically. So um, that's awesome that you're able to see that. Yeah, and I love that you said that both mentally and physically because that's another one. Even just mentally, certain things that used to bother me or drive me nuts, you know, it just kind of doesn't bother me anymore. Or... If it does bother me, I bring myself back to center and think, Karis, does, does this really matter? You know, and I'm aware of that now. Because that's another thing. Yoga brings awareness. Yeah. Whenever you're getting stressed and you're getting tense, are those moments that you're like, okay, like I'm going to sit down and maybe meditate for a little bit? Or do you more stick to a routine with your yoga? Oh, no. Um, definitely will stop. <laughs> Um, I have a routine, but there are times during the day where, for example, my kids might be fussing and I need a moment or a break. And I'll even grab my three-year-old and we'll sit together and we'll take breaths together and both calm down. And it's such a really nice thing for myself and for my daughter to feel that. Awesome. Starting them nice and young and you don't even have to tell them like, oh, this is yoga because it doesn't necessarily have to be what you think of it where you're at a studio and you're on a mat and you have the sounds in the background. It could be something simple like the breathing exercises with just a few movements. Oh my gosh. I love that. that that's so true. And that's exactly what it is. Yoga is more than just being on the mat. You can take it into everyday life. Yeah. Has there anything that it's been like a big learning moment for you now that you've transitioned from the in-person studios to teaching online with COVID? It's actually kind of funny because right before COVID, I was starting to take all my stuff online. I wanted to create a course for moms online. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start doing that. And then COVID hit. So it was kind of great timing in a way because people are at home now. And if they still want to do yoga, they can do it online. So it was just starting out. So it's kind of good timing, I guess. Yeah. So I guess you're already planning on making that shift and then it just kind of put a deadline on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe really start working harder on it. Yeah. And then I just have one more question for you. What is something that you like your clients to know when they first start yoga, when it's their like very first session with you? I want them to, to be patient. Start where you are today, not yesterday, where you'd like to be because it's a journey and it's a process. And through this all, there'll be growth and you'll continue to grow. So remember that and just be patient 
because each time you come to the yoga mat is a new day and a new experience. Wow. I really like that because, you know, even as you are going on this journey, like I could look back and be like, oh yeah, I've been practicing yoga for the past year. Like, why can't I do this specific move that I could do yesterday or that I could do a month ago? And it's like, well, your body's always changing. And even though you do want to grow upwards, it's not just a straight trend. Like there can be days that your body's just not feeling it as much. Yeah, exactly. And that just, you know, it reminds me of, I was trying to get into a lotus pose, which is a seated position with your legs crossed. You may or may not know it, but as I was doing it, I tweaked my knee. And now this is going on about six weeks and I still can't do it. And I, I think it's my body telling me I needed to slow down and really take it easy. I love that because I really encourage people to be listening to their bodies. And when you do an activity like yoga, that's just what you have to do the whole time. Like you're listening to see, okay, can I push my body a little further in this position or do I need to pull back maybe? So I think it's a great way to for people to also learn different body cues that they have. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely works really well for that. You start to learn a lot more about your body. Yeah. And then I just wanted to give you a minute here now to talk about your courses coming up and then your online classes. Oh, okay. Thank you. So right now I am almost through the first eight-week course. It's a yoga and meditation course specifically for moms, for overall moms. And our second round will be starting in September. So it's an eight-week course and it's devoted to finding balance and overcoming daily stresses and really allowing yourself to live authentically and be the strongest version of you. So we're having a lot of fun with it right now, and I'm super sad it's coming to an end, but really excited that the next round will start soon. I also teach two online classes. I do a Wednesday and a Sunday meditation class. So you can follow me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, Yoga for Overwhelmed Moms, and I post information for my course in there. I'm also on Instagram. And you can find a link in my Instagram bio for my upcoming course. Perfect. And I'll include all of the links in the show notes below as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.